Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. The excuses be gone thing, it's, it's a very, very fascinating uh, area for me. Uh, and it's, you know, most, most people think that it's, uh, it's a very difficult process to uh, change lifelong thinking habits. Uh, and for almost everyone it is. Um, <clears throat> but when I started the writing of this book, it was my, my intention to really uh, bring forth uh, information that uh, could help people to change uh, lifelong thinking habits, a ways of being, like people who've been overweight for their whole life, people who've, been, who've had suffered from addictions for very long periods of time, people who've had uh, issues around poverty and, 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 <clears throat> and repeat themselves over and over again in relationships, people who've been shy, for uh, you know, for for all of their life, people who've lived in fear, whatever it is, especially so many of these things were handed to us when we were just little boys or little girls by uh, <clears throat> by these mind viruses that were placed in our heads uh, uh, by our parents and our culture and our religion and our schools and our businesses and our television sets and our advertising and so on. We and we sort of adopted these uh, these memes, these ways of looking at, uh, at at what life is and what's possible for me and so on and. In Excuses Be Gone, what I did, and I really channeled a lot of this from Lao Tzu. I know that sounds strange, uh, but it's uh, it's the truth. Uh, I have this wonderful painting in my uh, that was sent to me by a listener on this show, and I, I really listened very carefully and meditated and took notes and and decided that um, that you know, changing behavior um, that you've had for a very very long time doesn't have to be a long, involved, difficult, laborious, therapeutic, uh, endless amounts of money and time spent on it. That if you really go to work on the thoughts that support the uh, the <clears throat> the addictions or the weight uh, the overweightness or the the shyness or the lack of money whatever it is, uh, and you begin to examine what it is what kinds of thoughts that you have in back of your head uh, that uh, that continuously remind you that this is the way you are, and you you start to look at them and, and I created this what I call the excuses be gone paradigm which is really explained thoroughly. Uh, in the book, and I have seen people make radical changes, and I'm one of them. I, I talked about it last week on the show. Um, I've carried around 15 or 16 extra pounds around my middle. Um, this uh, what they call man weight. <laughs> you know, as you get older, you get thicker. Kind of a, a thing that we that people tend to believe. And I decided to go to really apply the paradigm to myself, and uh, I I made some radical changes by changing ar- around what I believe about myself. And in less than 30 days, uh, something like 17 pounds uh, just disappeared from around my waist. Uh, <clears throat> and re- and within, within an hour of really putting that all to work uh, and, and reducing my sugar intake and so on. So I decided that before I lectured about it or before I uh, went out there and talked about it, uh, I was going to really put it to the test to myself. And if it would work for me, then I can make it work for because getting rid of those final pounds around the center. And I'm six foot two. I can carry them around without looking overweight. But uh, I always knew that it was there. And uh, it was a wonderful experience to just look in the mirror and see that um, I don't have to carry that. Who wants that spare tire? Yes, you don't need it. And uh, in almost every, you know, you see men over men over fifty. Almost every one of them, they just look bigger and thicker as they as they get older. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. I don't think. So. Well, what's interesting in the information that you give in the book, and um, you had mentioned uh, mind viruses and memes, and uh, I had been reading Virus of the Mind that you cite in your book, and and I think mm. that 
you know, you're saying how what we believe is, is so powerful and how it can change our lives, but it can also change other people's. And when we start changing these destructive memes in our own lives, it can, uh, it'll, it'll be a good virus. It'll kind of replicate to other people. Absolutely, it does. And as a matter of fact, because and it's what happens is you begin to demonstrate a, a different kind of a person that you are. You begin to sh- shift your energy within yourself, and that infects people around you in a, in a dramatic way. For example, I walk out on stage now, and there'll be three thousand people in an audience, and I can talk about this kind of a thing. As and I couldn't talk about it and experience it if I didn't hadn't gone through the experience myself, and. Thousands of people, even now, even people listening on the radio from all over the world, get become impacted by the the idea that I don't have to continue to be the way that I have always been, uh, supporting what it what self defeating behaviors or thoughts that I've had with the thought system because it's all supported by a way of thinking, and when you change the way you look at things, uh, you know the things you look at do begin to change. And uh, I started changing the way I looked at. Uh, what my body has to look like uh, in at, at this time in my life, and uh, literally it began to change, and and that's just one little s- small sort of vain uh, example. But uh, I've seen people with massive eating disorders and people who've uh, lived in in poverty and told themselves that they can't afford to do something, or people who've been sick uh, and sickly for a long time. When you begin to change the way you look at your capacity to heal yourself, um, you begin to see those uh, the, those diseases and things uh, no longer being a part of your life. So it's a very exciting thing, and I think that people who read this book and get to the end of it and decide to really be serious about just applying the seven-question the seven uh, uh, excuses be gone paradigm, I think you'll see major changes, and I'm very excited about it. Let's go to Dawn. She's calling from Wyoming on Line 10. And welcome to the show, Dawn. Hello, and thank you for taking my call, and congratulations on your marriage. Thank you. (laughs) And Dr. Dyer, thank you so much for taking my call. I love all your PBS specials and your books. Oh, good. Well, there's a brand new one going to be showing there in Wyoming on June the 1st, so watch for it. There is? Oh, I will. I wonder. Yeah, it's called Excuses Be Gone. Yeah, June the 1st, and it's also, there'll be a big ad for it in the USA Today, that uh, full-page ad that day on Excuses Be Gone. Awesome. And And I'm going to watch it Friday on Ellen. Yeah, I'll be on Ellen on Friday. I'm excited yeah. about that, too. Yeah. I'm always excited to be on with her. I just adore her. She's, She's a the kick. Best. <laughs> yes, she really is. Um, my question is, on writing it down, okay, I get, I have an incredible life. Life's been good to me. Um, when, there's times I get feelings that things are going to manifest and they're going to be awesome. I mean, that something really awesome, something big is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it feels really good. But then, for some reason, and I don't know if it's me, or then, right after that, then it's like an emotional down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. And I was, I was wondering if you write it down, if you should refer, if do you refer back to yours, or do you just just leave things uh, alone and believe it's going to happen mm-hmm. and move on? I just, uh, I just, you know what, uh, Don? I just go to something that I call a knowing. And it's a place within me that nobody else ever gets to visit. Uh, and you have it too. Everybody, everybody listening has it. Um, it's like uh, there's a sign somewhere inside of you that says "Do not enter," and it's that place. You know, nobody, uh, nobody's allowed. Certainly, nobody's allowed to enter there who uh, who doesn't believe in in uh, in what it is that I would like to manifest or attract for myself in my life. But even so, it's that very personal, private, existential aloneness place that's within each and every one of us. And in that place, I just have a big K. 
N-O-W-I-N-G written across there, knowing. I absolutely know it. When I, his, I, I mean, I don't say to myself, you know, things that I'm not going to manifest. Like I don't say I want to be the quarterback for the, for the, uh, you know, for the New York <laughs> Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is just, it's just not on the list. It's not what I'm interested in. It's not possible. It's not any of those things. Right. But what, but what I do put in there are what I absolutely have a knowing that I can attract and manifest and that I am, you know, that every time it doesn't manifest, every time it doesn't show up on the time schedule that I get, I have to remind myself, you know, it's like the Beatles really had it right. I mean, they really had it right. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. There will come an answer. Let it be. You know, it's like in The Course in Miracles it says infinite patience produces immediate results immediate now now that seems like such a paradox infinite patience produces immediate results but when you put out something into the universe that you intend to attract in your imagination and then you assume the feeling of that wish fulfilled and you begin to act from that the infinite patience part of it means that you have a knowing that it's going to come it's not going to come on your schedule because nothing does that's just your ego saying this is the way god should be providing things for me or how the world should be working but if you have just an absolute knowing instead of you looking for all the reasons why it can't happen which is what you do when you don't have patience you start saying oh it's not working or oh, it's been look it's been 3 months now or it's been 6 years or whatever it is you you know and you start inv- invoking your ego in the process of your manifestation when you get that ego out of there and just have an absolute knowing you now start looking for occasions to support what it is that you are believing and that means that you start aligning yourself at a higher level you start thinking with awareness with an awareness to me thinking just means that with god all things are possible or with source Mm -hmm. or whatever you know so that if i can align myself with that place from which all things come to which all things return and know that nothing is impossible in that place and that's where i always think you have to be really careful now when you do this where you place your attention there's two there's two kinds of attention there's subjective attention and there's objective attention okay objective attention is the attention that you place on it because of something that's happening outside of you or because of something that somebody else says or some sort of negative reinforcement some circumstance that doesn't work right and it's not doesn't seem to be aligning right and so you use your uh, your focus your attention to uh, to, to you know to focus Focus it on those external kinds of things, and you immediately move away from your uh, from your inner vision. Okay. Objective attention is the is the attention that no matter what somebody else says, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what anybody else tells you, no matter how it looks out there, your subjective attention is coming from within you. You don't allow anything to smudge that picture. You don't allow any any anybody to uh, make your inner vision change from what it is it's just that's called a knowing and that's what i learned from abraham maslow when i was a very young doctoral student it is that you know it's like self-actualizing people always put their attention on what it is that they intend to manifest and they never allow anyone to smear that picture they just don't allow that and all of the external kinds of things of this of the objective uh, uh, attention that is coming that way you just you just sort of those are just objects that's just another you know that's just you know like the, the, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, you know who she was? She was yeah. like, she was a dear friend yeah. of mine. I loved her very much. Oh, and she, she yeah, nice. she, she was a triplet. And a lot of people don't know that about her. She was from Switzerland. And she that. did a lot of stuff on death and dying. But she had a wonderful line. She said, uh, if you shield 
Let me see if I remember. If you shield the mountain from the windstorms, you'll never see the beauty of the carvings. Now, the beauty of the carvings, yeah, the beauty of the carvings is like all of the stuff that's coming along that doesn't seem to support your vision or what it is that you would like to have, those are all the storms. And and it's like you can't see the beauty of like all of the things that you have had to go through, the struggles, the difficulties, the hardships, the illnesses, the accidents, the losses, all of the... All of those things have shaped you into so the beauty of the carvings of your life come out of that. And what we do when we try to manifest is we try to deny that, you know, all, all of the windstorms. We try to act like they shouldn't be there. Uh, instead of being in a state of gratitude for all of these things that aren't working right now, because the more of this that happens, the more you will generate the energy to propel yourself to that higher place. Instead, we just wanted to, we want the BMW to show up in our driveway tomorrow morning, you know, mm-hmm. all paid for, you know. I am we want, Yeah, but infinite patience produces immediate results. Here's what the immediate result that you get from infinite patience. You get a sense of peace, a sense of inner peace. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to say to you, Don, I've got two wands here. Wand A, you can have this wand, and you can have anything that you want, anything you want. It'll be in your driveway tomorrow if that's what you want. But put that one down, and if you want wand B, I can guarantee you with wand B that for the rest of your life, no matter what comes down the pike at you, you will have inner peace. You'll be in a state of peace. Which wand would you take? I'd pick that one, to peace. Yeah, peace. because you'd want to be an inner peace. And all of the troubles that you have, go back to my my, old, my agent, Artie Fine, who I loved very much from New York. Uh, when I first did Erroneous Zones, he said, he used to say to me, Wayne, he said, I'm an old man, and I've had mo- many, many troubles. He said, most of which have never happened. You know, all of, all of those things are just stuff that we, you know, we use our mind to create all of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Be in a state of gratitude for all of the caca that comes into your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well as all of the angels and the sweet-smelling stuff. You know, the people that smell bad, you know, very often have as much to teach you as the ones that smell so good. Okay? That's true. That's yeah. true. Right, oh, thank sweetheart. you so much. It is. It's patience, have you, I think. Have you, yeah. Have you, and the infinite patience. But once you have the knowing, the ironic part of what I'm saying is once you get to this knowing place, mm-hmm. the stuff that you wanted, that you used to chase after, you don't even care anymore. And now it starts showing up. It's because you're not attached anymore. Because It's, it's our attachments to it so that create the problem. And then it's like you let go of it and you say, oh, my God, there it is. You know, and, and there's the, and it all, it all, it's like the, <laughs> the absence of it. You know, if you ask the question, where did I come from? Where did I come from? And I must be like what I came from. You came from nothing, and mm-hmm. you came from oneness. Mm-hmm. Go to nothing. Go to nothingness. Go to silence. Go to that sweet, silent place within you and, and see oneness instead of two-ness. And then everything that you ever wanted will manifest, and you'll have a knowing. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.